for neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. This is In The Zone. He'll kill. Got tired of the broadcasting suck. Stop the beat. Stop the beat. No, stop the beat. This shit ain't even petty. It, it was so bad. The broadcast was so bad that when I'm coming down from the sixth floor, just, just to tune the shit out, I did this. I'm humming all the way down to the first floor because I didn't want to hear his broadcasting. On the In The Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the In The Zone Network. I want to tell you about newest sponsor, Cross Grand. They're here for all your needs. Videography, photography, weddings, corporate events. Give them a call, 314-719-6593. 314-719-6593. That's Cross Grand, located in the Dutch Town neighborhood. Sometimes you got to cross the street. You might have to cross Grand. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You listen to In The Zone, and this is the network. This is it. The following does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. How rude of me. Chitota. What up, everybody? This is LT, Les Thomas from the Red Cups crew. I want to give a shout out to my son and my daughter, Deron and Brianna. And I want to give a shout out to my wonderful, wonderful wife, Candy. And you are listening to the network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone, and this is the network. Palm Alexander, aka the Living Legend, KIL, Winnell and Kill, Kill Still Kills. Joining me in studio, more with Les Thomas, LTL Boogie from the 60 Minute Warning, and Red Cups on the sideline. So, listen, football is one of the things that made Red Cups come together. Uh, I know filming was done, uh, what? Two or three seasons, maybe, maybe two or three, maybe two or three, yeah. maybe two or three seasons of filming or whatnot. So, after the Rams had left, did you see St. Louis being in this situation today, or did you just kind of like, just like you gave up on it? You know, a part of me gave up on it. I will say, a part of me gave up on it, but with some of the information that you had shared with me in your endeavors of talking to people who were uh, uh, 
getting ready to try to get a stadium built here and the way the the, the way that the team had left and just the um you know the, the just the underhandedness of it the sneakiness of it uh you know that the whole the, the, the whole the whole plan had already been laid out back in 2002 that that was going to be his purpose was to be that majority owner and move this damn team this was a plot this was a plot that took years to create but it finally came to fruition the Rams leave, but something in me said, this ain't over. That this is going, this is going to come back around eventually. And now that we're here at that point, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, damn, all those things that the KAL told me about are starting to rear their heads. And I mean, it's some it's gonna be some trouble now what i just found out and i'm pretty sure i mean because you know you guys are in the loop with this is that they have removed bob blitz from the lawyer team that's going against the nfl and stan crocky because the nfl wants bob blitz to be a witness you know when this trial really gets to going now I don't necessarily think that's going to be a good thing for the NFL yeah. or, or, or Stan Crocky because Bob Blitz has a lot of information. Okay. He's, he's been knee deep with this shit for a long, for, for, for a while. Okay. So I don't think that's going to work in their favor, but I will say this, whether they decide to cough up that dough or whether they decide to try to pacify this, and expand the league either way it goes this city should have a football team this city has shown you know they the, the old saying goes if you build it they will come that is true that is true especially in this in this town you know and i don't understand where some people in our local government doesn't feel like that it's an important thing you know i mean with everything that's going on in this city man i mean you need something that's gonna bring it bring people together yeah in a good way you know what I'm saying not 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 a a, a club in, in in the heart of damn downtown is having a shooting every other damn you know weekend i mean something that you know brings people brings revenue brings enjoyment i mean hell we, we we've you've been in that you when you were doing those games you were in that stadium during playoff time when you called me from down there i couldn't even i couldn't fucking hear you because they were so loud packed to capacity you know what i'm saying i mean and it was just and the thing is it that that feeling of togetherness overflowed from that stadium to the outside of that stadium. You had just as many people out on the parking lots, you know, tailgating and enjoying the game from, from out there as you did the people on the inside. I mean, 
I, I don't understand it, but like I said, at this point, where, where this where this is actually going, uh, I think it's gonna it's got to be a, 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 a home run for this city, one way or the other. That's the voice of Les Thomas, LT, L Boogie from the 60 Minute Warner and Red Cups TV talking about the NFL lawsuit and, you know, getting getting his take on what he feels now. I mean, because now that the trial date has been set, my opinion has been St. Louis is going, they're suing for a team. They've been suing for a team from the jump. Uh, there is pushback from people like a Randy character who who has uh, the megaphone of an ESPN to be able to say, well, he don't feel that the corporate's interest is is right, or he don't think there's enough local corporate interest for the NFL, or that the corporate leaders feel jilted, and why get in bed with the NFL the third time? Why, why, why? I say, why not? All right. You know, because there's no other sport like that. And just because you may have some emotional scar tissue, that doesn't mean everybody else did. For the Battlehawks, for that little brief little flicker, this town was lit for yes. the XFL. Yes, yes, yes. And it felt right. It felt right. I mean, you know, I understand. Okay, when you talk about the big bad NFL, man, you know, it's like if you don't if you don't bring your bank account to the table, you know, it's like, yeah, you ain't gonna have a you ain't gonna have a shot. Okay. But aside from that, okay, because anybody who decides to, you know, put their put their money forward, okay, you gotta be doing it number one for the right reasons. Okay. And this is why I said that this city can use an injection of just togetherness. What brings people together more than sports, especially football, okay? We know this is a baseball town. This is a baseball slash hockey town since we got that cup. But football, if, 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 even if you weren't a fan back when the Rams were here, okay, you couldn't help but to see. You could see the pictures on television of how people came together, okay? How you could go to all these different tents and things like that and get, get and just get that pulse. That pulse was beating hard, you know? Even in the years where we were losing, okay? There was nothing like losing with somebody next to you who doesn't like losing, right. you know? That starts another discussion. Right. The tailgate and exactly. Stuff like that. Why the hell did we just get our ass beat like that? Well, hey, you know, then you're in a whole other discussion with somebody you never met, never met before, you know. But you know, and, and, and then you be like, hey, let's meet up next week. Hey, exactly. You know, that's that's how you build them. That's relationship building. I'm telling you, look. Let's just you know, like I said, I don't like to put the cart before the horse. Okay, let's get this trial rolling, and let's 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 see where it goes because in the end. Getting a football team here is going to be fueled by the people, by the people in this, by the people in this town. Okay, once you understand that the people in this town are fucking starving right now, we want football back. We want it back. Okay. Once you once you figure that out, 
then let's get at the table. Let's get at the, get at the table with these fools. Hey, like you said, why not get back at the table with them a third time? You know? The, you know? Ask the people. I'm one of those people. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do want the NFL back in St. Louis. And I was telling, I was telling the big homie before we uh, start recording that the reason why the XFL drew so well is that so many people in St. Louis want to show that we do support football. Right. This is a football city as well as everything else in between. And the Battle Hawks had that place rocking. And they were about to put 50,000 people in there for a Battle Hawk game. So when you think about that, though, a lot of those people are NFL fans. And they want the NFL back. They want to be back in that dome just so they can have that experience of watching professional football again. Yeah. So I think getting this close to it becoming a reality, a lot of people who were on the fence or off the fence, they're in the grass now. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want a football team. I want to hear what else you got. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, like I said, I understand it, 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 it. There's a lot more to it than just than just wanting the team. Everything has to work together. Yeah, you have to, you have, you know, you have to have these people with deep pockets who, you know, who are willing to to to, to, to back this. Okay, but just understand that this city was wronged. The fans of the St. Louis Rams were wronged. This is the reason why we're here, okay? It's time to right the wrong, okay? And like I said, however it's gonna, however it's gonna pan out, let's just right the wrong because the way it, the way business was done to get the Rams out of here was about as underhanded as you can get. Yeah, that's the voice of Les Thomas LTL Boogie from the 60 Minute Warner and Red Cups on the sideline, Red Cups TV and Cross Grand. So, um, do you still watch the NFL on a regular basis or did your fandom kind of wane or you kind of, or, or let me rephrase that. How would you embrace a third NFL team? Uh, in St. Louis because I'm telling you now I don't know how I would feel I mean honestly I want St. Louis to win the lawsuit because so many people I want them to experience that having the NFL but I'm kind of ambivalent I just want St. Louis to win I want Kroenke to lose I want the mm -hmm. NFL to get their ass kicked mm -hmm. and uh, I guess to me me living that story too you know what I'm saying covering it and living it and it become a part of you, you know, you're kind of ready for that shit to be over in a way. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, that, that part I can understand. But football, as far as I'm concerned, football has been so embedded in me for years and years and years. I mean, we talked about the years of the Big Red. Now, I wasn't a Big Red fan, so to speak, because back in the 70s, because I'm a 70s baby, uh, when I grew up, when I looked at, you know, football games, it was Dallas Cowboys, it was Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, Detroit Lions, mm -hmm. you know. So those were like the, those first teams that I saw. You didn't see a lot of big red games on TV, but like yourself, you listen to them on the radio. I didn't get introduced to that. So I was unfortunately forced <laughs> by, by television <laughs> to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Oh, man. I wanted a 33 Tony Dorsett jersey. So goddamn bad. 
so goddamn bad. And then when Christmas came, they gave me a number seven Ron Jaworski jersey. So I said, I'm thinking in my mind, how the fuck you find a Philadelphia jersey in St. Louis? And it's Ron Jaworski. Oh, but in any man. case, <laughs> I would wear my jersey and watch the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, it was it, that was the just the fan in me, you know, just being able to watch football and get behind somebody. Now, that one year when I think it was what was it during the strike year when the Big Red made the playoffs and they played Green Bay yeah, in that first 82. run? 82. Okay. Believe it or not. That was one of the few times I remember seeing a Big Red game on TV with it being the playoffs. Yeah. And I was behind them because it was the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. with Neil Lomax. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. game. Yeah. And, and, and I enjoyed watching that game. And actually, that was my first feel of, 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 of having a football team that was a St. Louis football team to root for week in and week out. Yeah. Let's fast forward to today, okay? We had the Rams coming here. We had it for 20 years, okay? That was my team, okay? I, I mean, when they came in, in, in 95, it was an automatic So you embraced marriage. I, I embraced them <laughs> immediately. Immediately. This no, is my no, damn team. No courtship. No courtship. <laughs> we getting right in bed. Let's get it on. So, and it was and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So, the, the the transition to go back to not having a team that's mine. One thing that really helps me is this fantasy shit. Fantasy football just keeps me in tune with everybody. Because if we get a football team, I'm gonna end up with some of these characters. <laughs> and I like to, and I like to know who, who who's coming aboard. Um, I'm kind of like since the NFL not here, not covering it. So I've fallen back on college football because I used to watch a lot of college football and lean up to the draft. You know, we'd be on the phone just wearing it out because, you know, I, I'd tell you about 10 different quarterbacks I looked at, yeah. 10 different running backs. I mean, yeah. I would look at at least 10, 20 guys in every position. Yeah. As soon as the season is over, you know, guys that will make great fits. And then, uh, then to actually see the Rams, like, get a couple of those guys, like yeah. those last couple of years – um, I um, I had Tremaine Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah P, Janoris Jenkins, and it was um, it was another it was another guy. I can't think of his mm-hmm. name right off the top of my head, but yeah. but guys that that we talked about and put on our, our little draft board, and to be able to hit those things, I felt like yeah, we was from a football standpoint, our IQ increased. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. It, it made it made the love of the game grow even further. So the attachment to the to the team was there, and I definitely felt that. I'm not gonna lie, like I didn't love that team. You right, know, I did. Right. I did. Yeah, I did. And and but 2015, I felt like a dead man walking that whole season because I knew they was out of the door. Yeah. And yeah. and um, matter of fact, I stopped going to home games. Remember, I stopped coming mm-hmm. to home games. I just because I felt it. Yeah. And I, the one night I didn't go. I, I don't even want to say I regret because even though I could have met Ice Cube and Kevin Hart, the, the mustard ketchup game yeah. against Tampa, but it was all good. We we red cupped it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, when we red cup it out, we we always have a good time, man. You know, <laughs> but you know, like I said, that 
I just wanted to I wanted to keep a connection with the with with NFL players and whatnot. So just in case we might be able to s- swing in there with another team, mm-hmm. that that transition that transition would just be flawless. I'm looking forward to the day to where I can reconnect with another team. How really com- how confident are you that St. Louis is going to get a team? Uh, right now, right now it's really split right down the middle. You know, I mean, I I I know the city has a good case, you know, and it, and, and it's going to be driven by the by the right people. And uh, you know, right now it's it's kind of split down the middle because I know the NFL's got some tricks up their damn sleeve. Also, you know, I don't trust them for sure. You know, th- you know, he- hearing some of the reports that that's kind of the direction they might want to go in. Eh, I believe it when I see it. You know, because th- there's gonna be a lot of work to be done in order for anything like that to happen. But I welcome it. I welcome the 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 opportunity to be able to say, oh, so we go we go open this up a little bit, huh? <laughs> you know, we we we, we, we go do this, huh? Ideally. Uh, let's let just say St. Louis um, gets an expansion team or have a team move here. How important is the branding? Because I remember you saying something about when the Rams got here, they was never branded as a St. Louis team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. how important is it, the branding of whatever happens in the future? You know, should we become another NFL city? Well, you know, hey. I'm looking at a brand on, on, on these microphones, okay? <laughs> How important was that, okay? Branding is your identity, okay? And you have to grow that identity. You have to grow it from the inside out, okay? You have to get that branding done, you know? You have to get people on board, you know? When, when they were talking about before we got the Rams in 95 and we were up for an expansion team, and they decided to name that shit the Purple Stallions. I said, how the fuck are you going to brand that? <laughs> you going to give us the same color as the Vikings, number one. <laughs> and we're going to be Purple Stallions? Yeah, the, the Vikings ain't the Purple Vikings. Why would you do that? <laughs> that was my thought process. Why? And, and, and like the uh, Baltimore Ravens took their color scheme. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Baltimore Ravens took their color scheme. Yeah, I mean, so the branding is 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 is, is gonna be very important, man. But you know what? Like I said, there's people who handle that. You know, you have to put smart people in those positions to where when you get that branding, you start to see it. It's gonna be it's gonna be like an infectious disease. <laughs> you gonna start to see it everywhere. Infectious like bum disease. Like bum. You Born know, you know, you are, you, you know, you are the originator of bum disease. Look here, man. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't coin the phrase. I, I got it from, I got it from left. <laughs> hey, man. Tell hey. people, tell people about bum disease. Man, look here. Um, <laughs> at, at, at that precipice when, you know, Crocky's evil plan started to come into, come into play and, uh, you know, you were starting to run players up through here that uh had no business with the uh, nfl uniform on um you know you know and the losing started to started to pile up 
uh, uh, big time. And I mean, I never thought there was a thousand ways to lose, but this team found a way. They found a way to lose. Okay, you, you start by bringing in Jeff Fisher, then, then the bum disease started to come into play, and bum disease is a real disease. This is this is what this this is what is ironic about bum disease. Bum disease is a real disease, okay? And if you touch it, if you touch it, I don't care if you are a nine-time pro bowler. You can get bum disease. They've brought players in here who had great careers. But when they got with that team that was already infected. And you saw how real bum disease was? My goodness, Jamie Duncan. What? Man, what happened to you? Bum disease. Hey, man, is there a cure for that? Drew um, Bennett. Drew Bennett. Harvey Dahl. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, Not Harvey. Oh, Craig. Oh, Craig, Craig, no. Craig, no. Craig, no. Craig, no. name is punk ass. <laughs> You're listening in the zone, city to city, state to state, worldwide. That went out of bounds. Now, more bums oh. on the bum disease list. Run them down, man. Run uh, them down. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, the guy that the. Oh, wait a minute. I cannot let less. Lee without we gotta tell the Jerome Carter story. Jerome Carter. Do you know? Do you know I've been trying to think of that dude's name all day? I was gonna look up that roster. Just to just, Jerome Carter. You better have to turn okay. the music down for this. Look, just, I hope we hold, hold on. Hold on. Before, you had to turn down, you may have to bring it back. You gotta bring it back up. Tell them what happened in the press box. Look, man. So we're in the press box. Who, who were they playing? Do you remember who they were playing? They were playing the Washington Redskins. Playing the Washington Redskins. Jerome Carter, uh, safety. Strong I think, safety. Uh, strong safety came out, out, of out of Florida State. Okay. So we're sitting in the press box. We're in the end zone, but we're up high. But you can see the whole field. It's, it's, it's a, great, a great view. Uh, Washington Redskins run a play. I don't know if it was a, a, a swing out pass. I forget the play in general, but the one part I do remember is Jerome Carter, who's known as a hard-hitting safety, okay, had this guy lined up, mano y mano, just like I'm looking at you, two yards apart from each other. He breaks down. <laughs> he gets in, that, in, in a classic tackle stance. And Whoever the receiver was, put a move on. Uh, it was the tight end. Was it a tight end? It was the tight end. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't Chris Cooley. It was it was the other guy. But they was gashing him with the whatever tight end screen. They was gashing with the tight end pass. All gave low. Well, that makes the story worse. So the tight end gets the ball. Jerome Carter breaks down. In a I'm about to tear your ass up tackle stands, and with one mighty leap, he jumps out at this guy, man, that wasn't even standing there anymore. I mean, we have this term. When he jumped out, 
he yelled out at the same time. You're going to have to excuse me for this. This is for. He suicide jumped at this dude and he sidestepped his ass and he ate all them rubber grommets that was on the football field. We just have to bleep that. You're listening to In The Zone. City to city, state to state, worldwide. Les Thomas, LT, L Boogie, join us in studio. Uh, Howard Balls also lost his shit when that happened. Uh, he threw his papers in the air. That oh. was one of the greatest <laughs> oh, man. moments ever. Ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, ever. So that concludes this, uh, ever. this segment. I, and I knew this was going to happen. But I, I told him that this would happen. But he's going to lie. But it's, it's a true story. It is a true story. We it's don't, real. We, we don't lie. <laughs> we don't lie. We, we, don't, we don't lie about shit we like that. We don't lie about it. Let's thank you so much, brother. I love you, man. man. I appreciate you, brother. Mm-hmm. The love is mutual, man. And, uh, hey, man, we got to do this again one day, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just put me put me on the schedule, man, oh, yeah, somewhere. Absolutely. You know? We, we, we can run it back. We, we could do this all day. All right. Hey, uh, Les, I know you don't do the Facebook thing, but I, but I know Candy does. So yeah. it's going to get out there. Right on. Uh, any shout outs? Uh, let's shout out to the whole Red Cups crew, man. I mean, you know, this is you know family, fun, football. This is this is the, those three reasons why, why we do this, man. So, uh, shout out to the Red Cups family. Shout out to Wifey. And uh, hey, man, let's just let's just keep it going. All right, we're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone, and this is the network. What up, everybody? This is LT, Les Thomas from the Red Cups crew. I want to give a shout-out to my son and my daughter, Deron and Brianna. And I want to give a shout-out to my wonderful, wonderful wife, Candy. And you are listening to The Network. For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. This is In The Zone. He'll kill. You know, I don't think I don't think people get missed. You know, maybe, maybe it got missed like that small piece of spice. You know, like in, in, in a bowl of mashed potatoes. Or maybe even a bowl of grits. Oh, I'm with the sh** you're listening in the zone. City to city, state to state, worldwide. Oh, no, I'm just keeping it local. See, I bear gifts. And my gifts are receipts. <laughs> On the In the Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the Endozone Network. I want to tell you about newest sponsor, Cross Grand. They're here for all your needs. Videography, photography, weddings, corporate events, 
give him a call. 314-719-6593. 314-719-6593. That's Cross Grand, located in the Dutchtown neighborhood. Sometimes you got to cross the street. You might have to cross Grand. <laughs> 